Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And today, I wanted to bring up kind of a tough topic, so bear with me. Um, it is kid-friendly, so don't worry about that. But today on the show, I'd like to welcome Lizzie Altimore, Director of Human Resources at MG Bryan. Lizzie has a decade of, of bleh, cut that out. Lizzie has a decade of experience in human resources and also obtained her master's degree from Penn State in human resources and employment relations. Her ultimate goal is to make a difference in the lives of an organization's leadership, employees, and the community. Lizzie was just recently a guest on Good Morning Texas, where she spoke on the topic of navigating at-home challenges while working in the office during the pandemic. And this is what we're going to get to today. So thank you so much for joining yeah, us today, thank Lizzie. thank you for having me. You know, it's so exciting when, and one of the first things that I usually ask my guests is, how do we get connected? And this is such a cool connection. Yeah. So how do we get connected? Well, through Jess, uh, who's one of the owners, partners of, of VIP, that yeah. placed me at um, MG Bright Equipment Company where I'm at today. Yeah. And he sent me an email asking uh, if I wanted to speak on Good Morning Texas. And from there, we've been connected. I know. I told him, I was like, where have you been hiding her? <laughs> She is so my people. Why have you not introduced us? No, this is Jess's fault. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I loved it when I, we first started talking, and it was just like, I thought, I felt like we probably could have talked for hours. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was yeah. so much in common and so many things that I wanted to get to and ask you and all that good stuff. So like you mentioned, our team first met you in 2018. Yes. I'm not sure mm -hmm. how long you knew Jess Paddock, our, one of our managing partners, but um, and you, we placed you as a director of HR. So yes. you know what you're talking about, right? I think so at this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about MG Bryan and your role as the director there. Sure. Uh, we, are, uh, we are a manufacturing company, oil and gas manufacturing company. Been mm -hmm. around since 1986. Uh, I've been with the company now since 2018. We've uh, had a lot of ups and downs in the oil and gas industry. It's been very exciting and fun <laughs> with that, but we have some Fantastic employees, uh, still a family-owned and operated business. Uh, we have a great leadership team, great overall group, uh, and I've very much enjoyed working with everybody there and, and helping them grow and helping the company grow. So, yeah, it's been awesome. fun. Awesome. Yeah. So did you know Jess before he placed you out there? I did, yes. Okay. Yes, we, I'm very good friends with his wife, and so that's how we got connected. And uh, I remember when he had the position at MG Bryan, uh, Ashley's the one that actually said, I think I know somebody. And he's like, you do? That was Lizzie. So here See? I am. <laughs> it's all about connections yeah. and networking. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important. Yes. So, all right. Since you've been through that process, since we placed you as a candidate, mm -hmm. and you've been through the process, can you? would you mind sharing just a little bit about what it's like to work with VIP from a candidate standpoint? And I don't know if we've, you've hired from us since you landed there. I have, uh, actually, I started to at one point, but then we ended up not hiring for that position after okay. all. But I will say working with, with Jess and just VIP overall, um, it is the communication piece that mm -hmm. has been 
very beneficial uh, as somebody to being hired into a company, not really knowing, you know, when you have an, when you're working just directly with the employer, mm -hmm. you don't want to be too overbearing and asking questions and, and yes. saying, where are we at in the, in the status? You know, Jess was there telling me exactly what was going on and where we were at in the process and being honest and upfront of what was happening and transpiring at the company there. So it put me at ease throughout all of it. And, finding the right position uh, and the right employer, uh, just him speaking to me and asking me what I was looking for, it was a perfect fit and it has been since uh, June 24th, 2018. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And you know what? And I, I just want to point out and kind of give a shout out to our leadership at VIP because when I came in to interview, I was kind of doing it as a favor for a friend of mine that worked there at the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I really had no intentions of leaving. But they got me, just like what you just said, how they hooked me mm -hmm. and got me over there was they were like, they didn't say, you know, this is what we want you to do. Mm -hmm. They're like, what do you want to do? Yes. Mm -hmm. And we continue to have those conversations. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. what I'm doing today is a hundred percent different from what I said I wanted to do. Sure. And they were willing to let us explore and, you know, pivot and try new things and, and just support us. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Especially with compensation and benefits and where you were at yeah. and making sure that they were putting you in a position where you were financially happy and stable and you got everything that you wanted for and, and upfront and honest on what they could or could not do. So yeah. I was very... I mean, I, I love everybody there at VIP, and obviously I love the work relationship with Jess, so um, it's a great group you guys have there. It is, mm -hmm. and, and I love that, you know, that mentality that you see that you felt when you were dealing with him, that gets pushed all the way down. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna get that same experience from all of our recruiters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about your recent experience on Good Morning Texas. Yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> was that a little out of your comfort zone? It was, it was, I did a lot of practicing. <laughs> you were great though. We did a whole watch party in the office when you were on. That's so. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you spoke on a really important topic, you know, that's going on with the pandemic and that's, mm -hmm. the, you know, what are the working parents doing? You know, what are they supposed to, how are they managing their PTO and what do they do if they've got a quarantine because their kid's been exposed, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. So what has been the most challenging aspect of this topic for you during this pandemic? Well, it, it's just managing the actual pandemic itself, mm -hmm. having people making sure they're communicating with you about, you know, are they having symptoms? Uh, is their kid out of school because of that? Uh, is their wife sick? Is their family member that they're taking care of sick? Yes. Uh, have they exposed anybody in the office? Um, when did they test? Have they gotten tested? Mm -hmm. What were the results? What was your waiting period? So it's it's been constant communication. And I'm lucky because we've, ever since the pandemic started, we've had protocols put in place, we right. have temperature checking, and uh, we have a text message dashboard that we utilize to oh, make sure. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, just so that yeah. communication can go out. We are quick to respond if there was perhaps a uh, exposure in our office or one of our um, shops or facilities there so we have people coming in that were experienced in cleaning uh, based off of COVID pandemic so yeah. we've we had certain protocols in place but we also have the, the trust of the employees to let us know and feel comfortable saying hey I had this issue my kids out my mother I'm taking care of is sick I have COVID and then just working with the employees so that they know that they're okay everything will be fine we'll figure out yeah. whatever needs to be done compensation wise too are you guys um so are y'all considered essential services? We are. We've been open since the whole since time. The whole time, yes. Wow. In the shop, in the office. Have you had to shut down because of a COVID scare? 
We've had to stop. Yeah, we've had to shut down. Um, luckily, we, knock on wood, haven't had to close one of our uh, shop facilities, but our office was been shut down at least a couple of times and had to get cleaned. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the exposure in our office was probably greater than versus out in our shop because of the, the natural yeah. air that's out there. So there's less people in contact with one another. So it's less likely to stick, I assume. But our office definitely got hit a couple of times, but we were quick to respond. You know, <laughs> ours did too, mm -hmm. um, a couple of times. Um, same person each time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> um, it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. you know, we're not, we don't have as many people in our office probably as you do. Um, but it was so funny because like the second time they were a little bit more serious about it. Mm -hmm. And they actually like had somebody come in and do all the cleaning and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was, I came in the next day and I'm, I'm a mess. I'm yeah. like, it's like a pigsty in my cube. <laughs> and I have papers everywhere. I'm a paper hog. And I came in and all my papers were warped because of the spray. Oh, because they use that industrial cleaning yes. spray. Uh, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So it was, I was just like, okay, note to sell. Now you know your paper doesn't have COVID, so that's okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and funny story, when it happened, I was actually doing a Zoom interview mm -hmm. in one of the front little uh, jump out rooms that mm -hmm, we have. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew that I was up there. And so they would, um, they would, when they, whenever, I, like an hour later, somebody finally knocked on the door and like, Casey, what are you doing here still? And I was like, uh, what? I'm doing an interview. And they're like, yeah, no, we've we got to shut down. Yeah, we've got to shut oh, down. No. Everybody's got to go home. And I was oh, like, oh no. my goodness. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I get it. It's, it was, everybody was learning during that time. Too, absolutely. What was going to work? What wasn't going to work? And mm -hmm. yeah. So, well, and that brings up a really good question. So how has your role changed because of the pandemic or has it? Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm doing the same stuff I was doing before, uh, but we have a lot more uh, steps when it comes to health scares, right? So if it is because somebody is out sick uh, or if they're experiencing something, it's not like, all right, well, it's probably the flu or you have a stomach bug. Just, right. you know, come back in a couple of days. There's certain protocols now that we are Hey, what's your temperature? How oh. are you really feeling? Have you been around anybody in the shop? Mm. How long is it? You know, how long has it been occurring? And uh, making sure they know a to to quarantine themselves immediately if they do feel like they're underneath some type of pandemic. They have the the, the have COVID or whatever it is. Uh, and and sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. Managing that, yeah. uh, making sure people are still being able to communicate, finding different ways to communicate. Uh, because we, uh, our Midland shop exposed, uh, was exposed just the city itself. So traveling down there was a little bit harder because the COVID rise increased out there. So oh, we wow. really had to get creative and making sure that everybody knew who each other's numbers and, and whatnot. So it is, it's changed certainly with that. Um, and just as we keep continuing to grow to keep people that are coming on board, understanding our policies and procedures mm -hmm. too, so that they understand why we have the processes we have in place and and obviously it's for their own safety and everybody else's safety yeah i just now how many employees do you guys have we have currently 48 employees okay right mm -hmm. so y'all are y'all are about the same size as us then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so except for we don't have like a warehouse or anything at least not that i know <laughs> you might right <laughs> we might <laughs> i did find a secret room the other day <laughs> um so i'm I'm curious though, like, are y'all having to mask 
in the office? Really? Oh, no. We're, so I take that back. We're not masking in the office. Okay. Um, and we're not requiring anybody at this time to, to get vaccinated. Um, it's up to everybody who is comfortable vaccinating mm -hmm. for themselves. Uh, and because a lot of our people work in the field, they're not having to be exposed to small gotcha. um, areas or in, in contact sometimes with a lot of people. Uh, so they, they're actually out in, in an open ventilated area too. So that does help, which I think has also helped us throughout the pandemic mm -hmm. where we haven't had such um, harder times that other companies have when they have those closed confined areas. But regardless, we are, we're always reminding them, you know, six feet, uh, making sure that they are washing their hands, doing the same things that they were doing before, <laughs> notifying anybody. Exactly. If, yeah, if they feel like they've come into contact with anybody that was exposed, going to get tested. So we've done that this whole time. Uh, and luckily we, we haven't had anything crazy or significant happen to us. So, so do you have like a talent acquisition team? Yes, yeah, that's you? me. <laughs> oh, you're, you do it all. I'm the talent. <laughs> so I'm curious, what are your thoughts on this? This is a little off script mm -hmm. and we won't go into it too much. But, you know, recently I was asked to speak on the topic of whether or not um, we should require or vaccine statuses should be put on your resume. Mm, wow. Well, I know it's it's coming down the pipeline. Uh, there's big companies. I know Southwest was one of them uh, mm -hmm. that's going to be doing it and falling in line too with what the government's requiring. Uh, I think at some point, uh, just depending on what happens with the government, you know, we'll see whether it's going to be mandated or not mandated. I guess it just depends on what area you're going to be focusing in on, right? But do you still think, I mean, when it comes to an issue of health like that, mm -hmm. do you think that's a piece of information that should be included on the resume? I personally don't think so. Yeah. But... I feel like if if the if the world is transforming that way and mm -hmm. it ends up being something that is going to be federally required, we may not have a choice yeah. at this point because I know we live in the great state of Texas that uh, Governor Abbott, Abbott is is very fierce on not having that become yep. a requirement. Uh, but either way, we we still have to be prepared for something like that. Yeah. As and and I said it even on on Good Morning Texas. If, as long as we're doing what's right for the employees and we're not trying to discriminate or cause any type of issues for them personally, uh, physically, mentally, then then I think that's the best way to handle that. Yeah. Let's switch to something a little okay. bit more positive. <laughs> what's one aspect of your company that you just love, that you want, would want, if you were talking to a prospective employee, mm -hmm. what's one thing you'd want them to know about in Dubai? Our culture. Yeah. Uh, we are a very tight-knit unit uh, we've had a lot of ups and downs too mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen a lot of uh, you know downs in, in the market itself so we've had to remain a tight-knit unit uh, the the culture there is that we all work together no matter what job title it is or what it says on on your business card we all put forth the effort in any form or fashion so if if I can help with something even though it might be with a building issue right <laughs> trying to help even though that's out of my wheelhouse <laughs> or or if it's an accounting question or expense question uh, we all wear many different hats so and I think coming into our company especially as a, a technician or a, a diesel mechanic of some sort they they know that we do care about our employees there and we want to offer what's best for them and that they know that they can turn to somebody if they have questions I think that's beautiful and I think it's so important that you it, that you find a place that has a culture that works for you, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. it, if the culture's not right, it's 
It's going to be difficult to get up and go to work in sure, the morning. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to go to a place where I don't fit the culture that's there. And mm -hmm. how, how would you recommend to somebody, a job seeker, how would you want them to ask you that question about your culture so that they could find out more? Well, I could say that there's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, we've had layoffs, we've had hires, we have layoffs uh, just based off of the market. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that, uh, I'd say that our, our unit has not altered. Like we are still committed to our work, to our customers, to our employees, mm -hmm. just as much as we were when we were being very successful and on a increase, right? So people that are coming in, they know that, hey, we care about what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, we care about our customers. We care about employees and we are going to move forward and do what's best so if anything you know that you have people that are going to be loyal which is why i'm still with them yeah uh, you know I, it's about culture for me they're not going to micromanage you i let them know that uh, they're not going to babysit you or hold your hand uh, and if you need that if there's a certain area that you need that in there they will babysit and hold your hands so right. that you feel comfortable with that give you the support you need right? absolutely good mm -hmm. very good so i know you're an expert on employer retention <laughs> <laughs> you knew i had to ask you this and you've studied a lot about that yes. right mm -hmm. so what are some of the most common reasons why people leave a company and what's some advice you would give to employers to help them retain this is yeah. such a big deal right now sure. are you aware of what's going on in the market I, I yes there's a lot of there's a lot of companies right now poaching other employees oh, yes throwing money at other people yes uh, and, and we've experienced that in our industry uh, since day one regardless of the market uh, so it's it's been important for us to make sure they understood our culture and and wouldn't just leave for 25 cents or a dollar to a um, different employer yes. because as the market goes back up then it will go back down and there will be additional layoffs so letting from our standpoint it's going to be about management and the culture that we bring so regardless gotcha. of the ups and downs if if you're committed to us we'll be committed to you right so uh but what i see out there in the market it's not it's not really money sometimes mm -hmm. uh it's not uh, i know rem working remote people really want to do these days yep. Yep. that's huge uh they don't they don't even want to step foot in an office but i still believe it's always going to come back to your direct manager your direct yep. leader uh regardless i've been i've i'd be great to work remote all the time uh but i have a great leader and so it's easy for me to go into the office regardless yeah. so I, it's always going to come back down to to leadership uh the money the money is great you know sometimes there's another company that offers you more but if you found the right group that you're working with and they they listen to you which is important if you have questions or issues i think that's what it comes down to and then communication and response to that that's how the leadership and companies can show support and that they care you know some interesting conversations have been taking place lately and i really feel like companies are turning to recruiters more than ever mm -hmm. now because this job market is so crazy and i can't tell you the number of my clients that have scheduled meetings with me to help talk about this very mm -hmm. issue because they're like we 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 not only do we need people in the door we can't have people going out the door sure mm -hmm. and so we need you to help us help them stay mm -hmm. and what can we do and so those are going to be some interesting conversations coming yeah, up absolutely i think that to keep an open mind to your suggestions that what they were doing at one point it doesn't work it's not going to work mm -hmm. yeah they have to be open to the future which a lot of it is it's going to be remote but then they also have to hear and be open to why people are leaving too exactly mm -hmm. exactly in the days of people putting up with 50 60 hour work weeks are over mm -hmm. i this pandemic if it's done nothing else it's helped people 
reflect mm -hmm. and see that work's not everything. It's not. And yeah. they've really enjoyed being home with their kids, their animals, their spouses, you know. Yes. Even yeah. though, I mean, I work, I mean, a couple of days a week from home, and I probably work 10 times harder mm -hmm. from home. Even, but then it just makes me smile when my significant other walks by. Sure, absolutely. Or I get to stop in the middle of the day and go take my dogs for a walk. Mm -hmm. It's so, those little things, right? It is. Yeah. And I think that's what people are recognizing and why they don't want to go back to the workforce. And so that's a really big challenge for sure. a lot of these companies mm -hmm. that are requiring people to come back on site. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, uh, and I don't think that's going to end anytime mm -hmm. soon. But, and, and I agree with you with the money position because used to, there's been a real big shift over these last 18 months. Mm -hmm. Used to money would be like one of the top things people would talk about it. Now it's like, I want a hybrid or remote schedule mm -hmm. and I want quality of life. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be working for them 24 seven. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in a, especially in the field I work in, in accounting, yeah. you see that a lot. Mm -hmm. They expect you to always be on call. I think on, on the younger generation too, when you get into the uh, millennials and mm -hmm. generation XYZ, whatever's out there these days, <laughs> but all the generations that are there, uh, they not only do they want that work-life balance, that culture, mm -hmm. but they also want uh, opportunity for growth. Yep. They do want the money. They want the technology aspect of it too. Yes. Uh, they want to be able to know that they're being heard. Yes. Uh, and so, and a lot of times they want it like right now. So it's being able to communicate that too and explain and have right. be able to understand that right. there's a process with all that. Absolutely. So what are some of the other challenges that HR in general is facing in today's market and how, how do you recommend they overcome that? Well, it's, it, it's, it's going to be the retention side of it for sure mm -hmm. uh, and making sure that the employees that are there remain there. Uh, and you know, a lot of it can just be down to simple surveys, uh, sending mm -hmm. those out. Uh, I did stay interviews at one of my companies where I worked and, and spoke to employees one-on-one. -on -one. It's instead of the exit interview, you do right. the interview. Right, I love that. Yeah, I think that's, that's such a great idea. Provided so much insight yeah. too, uh, and then allowed me to gather information, provide it to leadership, and then they would review that, and then we would communicate back what could or could not be done. So then they also know that they're they're being heard, and if we could get something that they were liking that we didn't even know about, it was a win-win on both parties. So that was that's certainly uh, a way to, to help because it's gonna be the culture and the retention side of it that I think HR and just companies in general are gonna be facing and thinking outside of the box. And, and that's not just, oh, here's a, Here's a fun pen or a cool cup on your first day. You've got to get, become more creative these days with that, whether it's some type of social experience yes. or um, some type of uh, just a handwritten card sometimes with everybody's signature on it. It makes such a big difference if you're personalizing those things. I agree 100%. So I want to get a little bit personal for a second. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're just recording this. Okay. <laughs> So what is one piece of advice that you've received that you feel like you want to share with everybody else because it just really helped to transform your career into what it is today? Yeah. Um, first thing I think of, oh, I had we had really great um, vendors, or not vendors, excuse me, uh, consultants uh, at a company I work for called The Medicus Firm. And uh, Judy and Ken Medlin, I can't say any bad things about them. They were phenomenal. One thing that they taught me and what I've really been able to utilize throughout my career is delivering your own mail. Uh, and I say that to my employees too, uh, if they have an issue uh, mm -hmm. with not necessarily the company or myself, if they haven't got a complaint about their manager, or perhaps it's about another employee. Yeah. If it's something that's not 
HR crucial uh, that can cause uh, perhaps a litigation issue right. around. <laughs> Some of it's just it's just you know uh, inner conflict with one another, departmental wise. He said, she said, I don't like him because of this. So a lot of times HR gets bombarded with stuff just like that. Yeah. And instead of me stepping in, I say, I understand, but I can't be your mail delivery for this. If you want to make sure this goes away, it's best that I don't step in, deliver the message yourself and see what happens. And if they come back and say, hey, uh, bug off, uh, I don't want anything to do with you, then you come to me. Because at least we know that you try to deliver the mail yes. and they're unwilling to deliver the mail oh or receive gosh. the mail, I should say. I'm so going to tell my 27-year-old son <laughs> this. <laughs> yes, deliver your own mail. And that, that's something that has stuck with me ever since. And I love it. Find it. You could use it in work. You can use it at home. So deliver your own mail. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love That's such a great way to kind of end this interview. Deliver your own mail. People. Deliver your own mail. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not quite done. Okay. So we have our VIP questions okay, that yes, I want to yes, ask you. And yes. I can't wait to hear what your answers are. So. <laughs> so my first question, if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, mm -hmm. what three things or people would you take with you? Okay, the people I would take, and I know this might sound boring, I'd take my husband and my two kids, and certainly my son, because I think he would go nuts on Mars. Uh, so that's why <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got to bring my kids. My, my husband would probably just stand there like, all right, let's, read it. let's go home. <laughs> Maybe my dogs can come along too. My dogs, there. I've got four dogs, so two are Great Danes. It'd be plenty of uh, room for them to run. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to take a whole busload. Yeah, we'll just bring out, bring everybody there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so this is one of my favorite questions. What's one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? It's simple. Um, I make my bed. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> That's important. That's it. There's a whole book written about that. Yes. Did I, you read that? No. My my stepdad oh. growing up would drive me around to people's homes, and I was not good at making my bed when I was younger. And so he would ask me. We'd look outside, and somebody's yard would be a mess, and he'd say, "Are you think their bed's made?" And I'd be like, "I don't think so." And then we'd go to a different house where it's nice and kept clean and neat and orderly, and everything looks great. He's like, "Do you think they make their bed?" And I'm like. They probably make their bed. He's like, which <laughs> home do you want? So I, that's something that's stuck with me too, and I think it's important because it makes everything clear for me throughout the day. It does. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. And it, you really should go list. I can't think of the guy's name. I think he was a general. He's probably higher than that. Admiral. Uh huh. And, oh, my father's in the Marine Corps. So that yes. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's an admiral. You just do admiral make make your bed, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. his speech will pop up. It's amazing. I have to look that up. It's amazing. I, I fully support that. <laughs> All right. So my last question: mm -hmm. If your life's work was being described, written in a news article, mm -hmm. what would the headline be? Well, I would say, and I thought about this too. It would be. Lizzie Altimore puts the human back in human resources. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. That is awesome. How yeah. do people find you if they have questions? Oh, they find me on LinkedIn uh, at Lizzie uh, Altimore or MG Brian. You can look me up that way um, or lizzie.altimore.mgbrian.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Absolutely. This was so much fun. I knew that, I know this is the first time we met in person, but I knew we were going to be best friends. Yes. I just knew it. So I just have one more thing to say to you. Yes, ma'am. You are a VIP. All right. <laughs> and that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast.
We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.